This is from Isaiah 53, verses uh, 4 through 6. Isaiah 53 is a passage about the suffering servant of the Lord. That's Jesus Christ. And verses 4 to 6 talk about Christ as our substitute. So let's now hear God's word. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would open our eyes now to understand your word. We pray that you would open our eyes to see the Lord Jesus as our substitute and to know from your word his work on our behalf. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. It was a debtor who owed a great debt. And that debtor had a meeting with his creditor. The creditor demand, was demanding payment of the debt. And the debtor couldn't possibly pay that debt. So when the creditor asked for payment, the debtor said, I can't pay. There's no way I could possibly pay. And even if I wanted to pay or could pay, I wouldn't. I'll never pay what I owe. You must pay in full or suffer the consequences, is what the debtor said. Then into the room walked another man. And he said, I will pay this man's debt in full. That man who agreed to pay that person's debt, he became liable for the debt. He became a substitute for the debtor. He paid what the debtor owed. And that's exactly what these verses are describing. They're describing how Jesus became a substitute for sinners, paying the debt we owed. They talk about the first, the problem, which is our sin and its consequences, and second, the solution, which is the death of the substitute. These verses in Isaiah describe, describe the problem, and it is our sin. They talk about our transgressions and our iniquities. These are all different words for sins. Um, sin is breaking God's law, and it's both doing what God says not to do, the Bible, and also not doing what he commands. And all of us are sinners. And this sin leads to, uh, is a rebellion and an enmity against God. And it us to be estranged from God. That's why verse 5 speaks about the chastisement for our peace. That's the chastisement that was necessary to bring peace between God and man. Without that, there is no peace. Without the work of Christ, there can be no peace. And so that is everyone's problem, not just the people that we might think of as particularly bad. And verse 6 
reminds us of that. It says, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. Now, sheep aren't, are not very smart, and they'll, act, they'll often wander away from the shepherd. They'll follow each other, uh, and they'll follow each other in their own way, and they'll follow each other into dangerous paths. In fact, sometimes one sheep will go off a cliff, and then the whole, all the rest of them will just follow and go off one after the other. But that actually describes how we often behave, how all of us run away from God to our own destruction. And that's what we, how we all act because of the fall by nature, how all people act. We follow our own way and we reap the consequences. And this passage also describes some of those consequences. One of those consequences is physical sickness. That's a result of the fall. The word griefs in verse 4 actually means sicknesses. And in the Gospel of Matthew actually quotes this passage to describe that. It says in Matthew 8, When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word, and healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself speaking of Jesus, took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. The result of, there's so much sickness in this world. Of course, there's chronic illnesses, and all of us have bodies that grow old and decay, and all of that is a result of the fall and mankind's rebellion against God. There's another consequence of sin, and that's sorrow. Not only do suffer physically, suffer emotionally. There's all kinds of heartbreak and sadness, and that's also a result of the fall. And another consequence of sin is death. Romans 6.23 says, The wages of sin is death. Sin deserves death. And that's both physical death and also spiritual death. We know physical death all Not only do our bodies grow old and decay, but eventually we die. But there's also spiritual death and eternal death that that is a consequence of sin. So the problem is sin and its consequences. But what is the solution? The solution also is found in this passage in Isaiah, and that is the death of Jesus as the substitute. Because the wages of sin is death, Jesus had to die as a substitute. And these verses describe his sufferings and his death. He was wounded. The cross, he was beaten, he was stripped, he was uh, scourged. This would have been extremely painful physical sufferings. And verse 5 speaks about his stripes and being killed by his stripes. And those would be the wounds that beating would leave in someone's, in someone's back as the flesh was torn. And it also speaks about him being bruised. And this word bruised is a, would be better to translate as pierced or crushed. It's talking about the piercing or crushing that would happen when someone would take a spear and pierce it into his body. 
And that's exactly what happened to Jesus on the cross. We also know that this kind of death, crucifixion, was one of the most painful deaths imaginable, and it was also one of the most shameful deaths that there was. It was reserved for the worst criminals. And when Jesus died, there were two men that were crucified, one on the right and one on the left, along with him. They were being punished for their own sins. But Jesus' death was different because he was not being punished for his own sins. He was innocent. He was the only sinless person who's ever lived. He was being punished not for his own sins, but for the sins of others. He was dying as a substitute. He was dying in the place of sinners. And Isaiah speaks about this truth again and again in these verses. Notice how often he says our. He bore our griefs. He carried our sorrows. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was pierced for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And verse 6 says, And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. In the Old Testament, in the sacrificial system that God set up, when someone would sin, they would take an animal and bring it to the tabernacle or the temple. And then the person who was um, bringing that animal would lay his hands on the head of the animal. And by laying his hands on the head of that animal, that person was symbolically transferring his sins to that animal. He was saying, this animal is going to die for my sins. Then the animal would be killed and he would die for that person's sins. The animal would, be, would die as a substitute. And all those sacrifices were pointing forward to Jesus' death on the cross. As the Lamb of God, he died, and the Lord himself laid on Jesus all of our iniquities. Martin Luther expressed this, uh, this truth this way when he, he imagined the father saying this to the son. Be Peter the denier, Paul the persecutor, blasphemer and assaulter, David the adulterer, the sinner who ate the apple in paradise, the thief on the cross. In short, be the person of all men, the one who has committed the sins of all men, and see to it that you pay and make satisfaction for them. And that's exactly what Jesus did on the cross. He paid the debt that we owed and took the penalty we deserved. He died in our place as the Lamb of God with the sins being laid on him. And it's only because of his death that anyone can be forgiven and cleansed of sins. And Jesus died not only to remove the guilt of sin so we can be forgiven, but he also died his death to take away the consequences of sin as well. He came to make his blessings flow as far as the curse is found. He came to take away the consequences of sickness and sorrow and death, that someday those will all be removed. 
Revelation 21 says, He will wipe away every tear from our eyes. There will be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There will be no more pain. There will be no more pain or sorrow or death because it will come and destroy the last enemy who is death. And someday, all of those who trust in Jesus will rise from the dead in glorified bodies. So we've seen that the problem is our sin and its consequences. And the solution to that problem is what Jesus did, dying as a substitute. So today, are you trusting in Jesus as your substitute? Are you trusting in him to pay the debt you cannot pay? To take the penalty that you deserve? If so, then come to this table trusting in Jesus and laying your sins on him as the Lamb of God. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for being the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, for enduring the suffering and the pain and the humiliation and the cursed death of the cross. Thank you for being our substitute, for dying in our place, for taking the penalty that we deserve. We praise you that you are now risen from the dead and exalted to heaven where you reign and you intercede for us at the right hand of God. So help us to come to this table trusting in you, laying our sins on you as the Lamb of God and trusting you to forgive us and cleanse us from our sins with your precious blood. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.